was distracted reading the newspaper. How are you guys doing today? Great. Very good. good. Thank you. Bienvenidos, mis fronterizos, mis nogalenses. Thank you so much for being on, being here with us, watching the show. Thank you to our guests, Priscilla Neftis and Angela Gervasi. Did I say it right, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> they are our guests here tonight for our very special Valentine's Day episode. Yes. All right. Awesome. Um, again, so the, if you're watching the show on Facebook, then you know you can watch it there. But we're also on YouTube, on our website, um, Instagram. And also we have a Roku and an Amazon Fire TV channel that you can just look up We Love Nogales in the search. Ahí sale. Download it. Go ahead and do it right now. If you're watching this on your phone, I know you're not watching it on your TV, so your TV's free. Just grab your remote and do it. Um, and be sure, if you guys are sharing this, be sure to share it. Um, encourage other people to subscribe to us and give us a follow. We, I mean, we're here to support our community and to talk about our community, so all the help that we can get. Um, let's talk about news real quick. Speaking of, like, we always do a news segment. Um, I wanted to, since we have a journalist from the Nogales International here with us, then we have somebody to do the news segment with, which is cool. All right, so let's talk about some of the stories that have run um, this last Friday, actually. Mm -hmm. Taekwondo, I actually talked to Rodrigo today, and he's just telling me about this, too. They won 15 medals at the state championships, which is really cool. Wow. Rodrigo? No lo conozco no. personalmente. Okay, but you know who he is. He's really, I've seen... The things that he's done with these kids is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and seven of them qualified for nationals. They got first place, and they're going to go to the nationals. Wow. Which is really, really cool. That's very, very cool. Felicidades um, a Rodrigo, a sus estudiantes. Um, keep up the good work. Uh, also, another, this one thing that when I was looking through all the different news that has come up, this one intrigued me, interestingly enough, and it's that... The cemetery hours are reverting back to pre-pandemic hours. It's from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. They're going to close the gates at 10 p.m. and reopen at 6 a.m. I didn't know that they changed hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you did know and, it was, and you are concerned about this, then, then they are going to be closing the gates at 10 p.m. and reopening at 6. Uh, probably one of the most interesting news items is the scam that's going around, like an MPD scam, people calling, pretending to be... Um, the Nogales Police Department and asking for personal information and even money. Are they asking for money up Financial front? Assistance. Financial yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So please, if you get a call from Nogales PD, they will never, uh, the real Nogales PD will never, ever call you and ask for personal information. And certainly not for any money. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, this, this actually is kind of related to a story that you've covered before, and it's the border wall construction and the, the watershed restoration in the Coronado National Forest. Um, and so the CNF, they're going to be doing a restoration project. Um, I didn't see all the details, but I understand that they're, they're inviting the community to comment and, and give their input on it. Mm -hmm. When do you know when that's going to be? That should be in a few weeks. A few weeks. But I can double check. Okay. Well, no worries. No worries. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll make sure that I get, you get that information. Also, there's a story in the Nogales International about it. Um, and then to artists, speaking of artists, Carlos Ibarra and his mural. You guys, have you, I mean, obviously you know all about it. Tú sabes lo que está pasando? Sí. Me lo explicas. Yeah, I've seen the, the progress that has been going on for uh, like six or seven months or so, I think, yeah, uh, since the summer. It is a really big mural that he's huge. doing on the facade of La Cinderella on Morley. Um, and it depicts like um, the border life, the two sides of Nogales, Sonora, and Arizona, 
So it's something that really represents us. I'm so happy cool. that someone is doing that and, and he's really doing, uh, you know, very intrinsic work and Yeah, it's detailed. really detailed stuff, huh? Uh-huh. It's so, so cool. I'm so, excited for them to yeah, present it to the public. Yeah, I'm excited for the unveiling of that, too. That's going to be awesome. Definitely. All right, so that wraps up our news. Um, there's something that I forgot to mention at the beginning. That This is a very, very important episode. Because it is the public debut of my man bun. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time that this has been made it out in public. Um, I apologize. Or, you know, you know, if, if you're offended by my man bun. <laughs> um, but my hair's never been this long. I've always been used to shaving. Tu me has visto con shaved head or anything like that. You've seen me, I think you saw me the first time that I met you, my head was shaved probably. The longest I ever had my hair, I was probably 14, and it was like right there. Mm -hmm. And now I've had, I've, I've, I just decided to go full Viking. I've got the beard, I've got the hair, and I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I like it. Is it liberating? Yeah, it is very yeah. liberating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. That's cool, about yeah. The, the growth of my beard and hair. Yeah, hair brings you in touch with your emotions. So, so interestingly important. enough, the reason I, one of the reasons I started doing it is because, um, well, one time I was called a standard American mutt by a British guy that I worked with. He called uh -huh. me a standard American mutt. And I've connected with certain parts of my, my lineage, my French, the Cajun, the, um, even the Mexican, and the... Um, you know, Scottish and Irish, I've really, really spent a lot of my life connecting with those, but never with the Viking, the Norse, Danish mm. part of it. And so part of this is, is to connect with my, my heritage in a different way. Mm. And, and I'm feeling it. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go over some events that we've got going up. So first off, Family Resource Night, February 23rd at Nogales High School. And this is open to the community from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. It's part of the Sicreo Hub, which is, which is pretty cool with Santa Cruz County Superintendent of Schools. Um, then after that, on the 25th, we've got the Food Safety Training by Zira Food Safety. Um, I actually don't know where this one's going to be, but all of these, all of the events you can find on the We Love Nogales Facebook page or We Love Santa Cruz County Facebook group. Also on the 25th and 26th, there is a Green Valley and Sawarita, they're having a bike drive. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got bikes to donate, go and get them. Or if you want to, um, if you need a bike, then you can go ahead and figure out how to get that. Cero Estres, I know is really, really good about working with the community to make sure that people get, who need bikes get bikes. Again, there's a lot going on on February 25th. Um, Art in the Park yes. at Karen Park. So you guys know what's going on here. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited It's that. very, very cool. Oral Childhood Education Month is, is the month that we're in. Um, and there's going to be information booths. There's going to be face painting, rock painting, all kinds of cool stuff. You guys going to be there? Yeah. Hopefully. To come Hopefully. Yeah. Very cool. So that's... Saturday, February 25th. Then jumping up to March, we've got um, a women-owned business mini market. Mm. And this is actually going to be in Tucson. And that's March 2nd. And that's pretty cool. All right. I'm really excited to start the interview, guys. We got, got all the pleasantries out of the way, all that stuff. Now let's jump into the important stuff. Nef, 
Let's talk about your art and no galeria. Okay, let's talk about no galeria. Okay, because I remember all of a sudden I got, I mean, hace un rato, no? I got mm-hmm. a Facebook, uh, not a Facebook, digo, an Instagram um, follow from no galeria. And I went in there, I was like, holy shit, this is cool. And so I followed right away. And then I found out, I didn't find out right away, but I found out later that you were the one that was involved and behind all this stuff. And I've just watched mm-hmm. it grow into this really cool movement that's yes. been part of this snowballing artist movement here in Nogales. And I want to talk about your contributions to, to this art movement from long before Nogaleria even existed. You've been contributing to, this, to the art and music scene mm-hmm. here in Nogales. Um, felicidades and thank you oh, for that. Gracias. So I want to hear your side. Let's talk about Nogaleria. How yeah. did it start? Where did it go? Well, it started as a, as a project trying to uh, connect art and history. That was the main point. And through art, like we said, uh, murals and poetry is how I decided to touch on some important facts of our history here in Nogales that for me had been kind of lost and weren't that present, especially for the young people. So I obviously collaborated with my um, colleagues, Tony Plack and Hyde. They are the muralists. Uh, I'm really the one behind the logistics of having a mural happen. Because you need to get permissions, you need to get contracts, you need to get the dimensions and and find out how much paint you're going to need. So there's a lot of work behind getting a mural done. So you're the brains. I'm kind of the brains, and, and you know, I, I pretty much contracted them to do what they do best, which is okay. the murals. Yeah, they're both incredible murals. Yeah, in yeah. that first part, um, it involved the initial murals, the Charles Mingus, the Nogales, Sarape sign, and, and a couple of cardinals here on Nelson, and, and some across the line. There were, there's a whole alley that the guys painted, uh, along with artists from Nogales, Sonora. And I made a, a poetry book I self-published, and the poems are in English and Spanish. And they go more in depth with um, what we wanted to say, which was talk about the history. So I pretty much, um, since I am a, a hip-hop artist, a rapper, writer, uh, I did it in my own style. And some of these poems I perform as songs, and I recite them, for example, Last year, that was Charles Mingus' 100th birthday, I was invited to recite my Charles Mingus poem. And for me, that was so special because uh, a few years ago when I did the project, I wasn't thinking that, you know, there was going to be a big celebration of his 100th birthday, his family was mm-hmm. going to be there, uh, musicians that used to play with him. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really special and, and meaningful. And I understood why it really drove me to do that. Because my whole point of shining light on Charles Mingus, since he became a legend, is that anybody in Nogales can become a legend, you know, especially for kids. So with the murals, the colors, and all of that, I think we have that outreach uh, to, to get the community, the young people involved and interested in the history. Very cool. So that was the first part of Nohaleria, yeah, That's the right? first part. That's <laughs> yeah. the first part, okay? Because just like you mentioned, it is a whole movement. Yeah. And I have been thinking about this since I started developing the project, but it obviously had to be like in stages. Um, so since I'm a, a musician, you know, I 
geared toward music this last year. 2022 is when the Hilltop Gallery opened their doors to me to run the open mic event that goes on every uh, month, every second Wednesday of the month. And this way, we open the space that is safe for anybody to come and share their talent, whether it's singing or poetry or even theater, comedy. We welcome anything, really. Um, so now we have opened this stage for people that just want to perform. And now I can say I have some artists that I can put in a show, in a concert, and, you know, be of that entertainment yeah. for the public. And there's some incredible talent that shows up at these yeah. events. I remember one that you invited me to, the first rap, the first mm -hmm. um, that, that you had people coming from Douglas, uh -huh. and the sheer display of talent that yes. was there was amazing. El chamaquito que toca la guitarra, ¿cómo se llama? Dorian. Dorian, he's incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he started being there uh, as a 15-year-old. Wow. And, and now he's 16, he drives now, and it's like, wow, you see these people grow. Yeah. And in their arts, uh, you know, you, you see them perform and they're more secure. They, they have original songs now, and they start, like, collaborating with other artists. So the, the open mic has really been, like, a like a boost for those artists that were looking for something like well, that. That's what I was going to say is like, so when um, Juan Miguel and his sister mm -hmm. Alejandro were here, they talked about the importance of that safe yeah. space mm -hmm. that um, No Galeria for these open night nights and La Línea provide. And um, I don't think that without these safe spaces, I don't think these artists, musical or otherwise, mm -hmm. would be able to... Mm -hmm to flourish. Their yeah. I, I think that they would remain, I think an artist needs to yeah. share their art yeah. in order to grow. And having a safe space like that, I think is, is vital for, to that. And I think that it's incredible that you, you work to provide that space. Yes, and lately it's been growing and even the time runs out. Um, but in the first editions, we would do like a jam session at the end. That's cool. And it was really special because we would have, um, People that are experienced and very knowledgeable, like Jeff Latham, mm -hmm. that he's probably one of our, um, you know, most um, experienced musicians in, in the, the group that goes to the open mic. And he's elderly, so he brings that, uh, all, all, uh, that, ele yeah. that element of, yeah. you know, knowing the blues and how to just jam. And like these kids like Dorian that are 15, like they start learning that and they play along. And it's just amazing to see everybody just, yeah. okay, yeah, let's freestyle. We even had Angela freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> freestyle, wow. Like jamming, wow, you yeah. know, like, like she sings. Like whatever you do is welcome. I would pay to see her freestyle rap. No, <laughs> no never, never. But yeah, I understand, you know, with Paradise Music, your music um, project, you guys, you've been able to, this has been a good opportunity for you to share too. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. I have to say, um, I started working on music. Well, I like, it was always part of my life, but I really uh, got to college and just got really enamored with journalism and really just sort of let it go. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think it was ever, ever something I would come back to. Um, and I started recording with a good friend of mine, Omar Soto, who's now based in Tijuana. But I, even though we recorded an album together, which mm -hmm. you can find on most platforms. Um, most platforms. Most platforms. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music. Uh, yeah. Amazon Music. Amazon Music, Bandcamp. 
but um, I still wasn't used to, and I, I was also a radio host, so I was mm-hmm. used to um, you know, right. yeah, recording you things, yeah. but I wasn't used to performing in front of people. When you're a radio mm-hmm. host, you're behind a microphone, and it doesn't matter how many people are listening, you don't um, visualize that. You yeah. know, So I don't think I would have been able to um, get into the group of like performing in front of people if it weren't for spaces like the Hilltop, um, especially because she's such a good MC, like she's encouraging mm. and she's just really chill and it's just such a good vibe in there. And like because of that, I've been able to go to Tucson and like do gigs there with friends. And it's like, very wow, cool. I never would have. I mean, it's still very scary. It's so scary. I really admire anybody who does it because it's frightening. <laughs> so speaking about her being such a great MC, <laughs> let's go on to, to your stage presence. You have incredible stage presence. If you haven't mm-hmm. ever seen Nifty's perform, it's an experience mm-hmm. because <laughs> the you very clearly feel the emotion that you the, the, like the way that you feel about your songs, the emotion from your songs comes out in your performance, and and it's like you can't help it. It just it just comes out, and that um, emotion radiates to the audience. It's it's incredible. Seeing you perform is an awesome experience. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and. If you don't know, Neftis is also on Spotify, on Apple Music, YouTube Music. <laughs> yes, uh, all the platforms. And yeah. it, I've been doing music for a long time now, yeah. you know. But for me, especially now that I'm a mother, like I think of the future a lot in the young people. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so important for me to open spaces. And, you know, the Hilltop is just one of the spaces that I've been able to work with because they they just wanted that right but i'm also looking for other spaces to open because if we look at tucson or even noel sonora you know there's plenty of spaces where artists can go and have a have a gig or if artists from out of town come like we need to have spaces to recreate and have that experience because there's so many amazing artists from the whole world and we have to stop thinking that Nogales is a place where that nothing happens, you know, like it, it is a it is place things that is very transited. Yeah. And just because we don't have these spaces, we lose on some of those opportunities of big artists coming through here. Yeah. So in the future, you know, I do feel like I'm cultivating these little artists that have their own their own thing that in the future they'll be able to be big enough to open for big acts or even be, be a big the act. big act. And they can yeah. say, you know, Nogales made me what I mm-hmm. am. That'd be yeah. so incredible. Yes. That'd be amazing. It's in the vision. <laughs> yeah. um, so back to your music really quick. So you, you told me that you've got a music video coming out soon, yes. right? And we're going to show yes. a behind-the-scenes behind the video at the end of, of the um, episode. But we're also going to be premiering your video in March, yes. right? Yes. That's very exciting. That's very cool. I'm really, really excited to, to, yes. for this to happen. Um, so how's your music going? I mean, aside from the art, you're so busy doing the art stuff, doing No Galeria. Have, yeah. you, have you had time to do your music? So this last year, 2022, I kind of took a pause in releasing new music so that I didn't have any new releases. Just a collaboration um, with some artists from Noelle Sonora. Um, but this year, you know, since I know I have to just let all the stuff out, right? I, I'm, I'm pushing this new song video called Despreocupada, which translates to like worryless. And it's really my way of 
life right now okay. of like no matter what happens i'm i'm gonna stay unbothered by you know whatever can happen that is not the best yeah. maybe um and it's it's very different i think um of how i've been doing music before because this one really has an intention of having people feel that of just going with the flow but doing doing your own thing like i don't know if i can explain that yeah. um, like you said my music you can feel it i've always written from the heart yeah. and then that's really what i feel um but this song is really special and and i really wanted to make a video and obviously since i've focused so much on the border i also wanted to look uh, for somebody who who could do the video with that kind of vibe so i got this filmmaker She's from Douglas, okay. but uh, she's she's. Hey, in, that's okay. It's another border town. No, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> like she 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 really knows what she's doing. Uh, her name's Tanya Nunez, so shout out, right. um, shout out to Tanya. She's also an MC, and uh, she she does amazing work. She has short films, so I wanted to give like you know, uh, an extra step to a rap video, oh, and so cool. I got her, and and it's really. Coming together, uh, I I just can't wait to see the final product and show it to everybody. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> too. Um, Hablando de las Fronteras, you've also started a new thing with BCA, with the Border Community Alliance. Yes. And so, so give me some details on that. So I I was reached out um, by them. I, I was recommended to them to run their Nogales tours because um, they, they opened a program doing different tours in the region to mm -hmm. back Patagonia and a lot of different places. And they got to me to do the Nogales, okay. Arizona once. For now, it's just uh, on this side. Um, but it's it's been amazing. I've done um, three tours already and still got a couple more to go okay. this year under mm -hmm. this, this program. And uh, for me, you know, I, I know a lot about history and I like to share it, but I'm also learning as yeah, I go I visiting, uh, for example, the courthouse is one of our, our sites to go see. And every time you walk in there, like there's something new. Um, you know, I talk to other historians around town and, and there's always so much that you can start digging up. You know, the Pimeria Alta Museum also has a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, no, you can't just see it all in, in, in that visit. But. It's funny, my son, he's 12 now, but ever since he was little, he's loved that museum. Yeah. Like he, he, he has to go at least like three times a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, very important for people also that are visitors to come and learn and, and see what, what has happened here and what Absolutely. really made the border. One of my favorite exhibits is the time capsule exhibit mm -hmm. where yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Where I don't remember what year they buried it, but it was, mm -hmm. I think it was the year that the building opened. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Do you remember what year it was from? 1914? I'm so year. curious. I have to see that. Yeah, you're going to have to go see it. It's really, it's yeah. such a cool exhibit. You know which one I'm talking about? The building is yeah. from 1914. Yeah, I think But it I was, haven't seen it personally. So I think the exhibit capsule. was like 1911. Wow. Something like that. It was, it's really, really cool. It's a, it's a real small, like a case. It's just like a one, mm -hmm. one case, but it's really, really cool. Okay. Um, I hope <laughs> it's still there. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's still there. Um, but speaking of the BCA, that's actually what brought you to Nogales originally, right? Yeah. Was the Board of Community Alliance. Has an internship, 
Yeah, it was an internship. All right, well, let's hear about it. Let's... Yeah, it was, uh, I was a junior, sophomore, junior in college, and I wanted to learn more about the border. And um, I had recently studied in Cuba through a scholarship. And so like, I felt like I had so much more to learn about how the US the U.S. policy has affected other countries. Uh, and it just seemed we natural. We could go on for hours yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, that was like life-changing, okay. um, especially meeting muralists in Cuba, interviewing yeah, them, that was really amazing, cool. Amazing, I bet. Eye-opening. And um, so yeah, I, I, it just seemed natural to go somewhere that was um, you know, Latin America, but also very associated with the U.S. Yeah. And um, I literally just typed in on Google, you know, border internships, not expecting anything to come up. And uh, I found the Border Community Alliance. And very cool. I, yeah, it was really lucky. It was like the third search result on Google. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Nogales. Like my parents were like, are you going to Arizona or Mexico? <laughs> and I was like, Arizona. And they were like, okay. And then the next week I'd be like, no, I think it's in Mexico. And they'd be like, well, you need to get your visas. And yeah, I'd be like, you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally did not understand the concept. Yeah. And I literally just came here. I did not know what to expect. It's just like, just showed up. I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. And I Very really cool. fell in love with it. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, and that's you're, 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 you, you left for a little while because you had to, but you came right yeah. back. And I could, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and so you're... Um, being with BCA led to kind of, you, I remember the first time I met you was at an event for artists, I think at the Nogales Community Defe Development. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a while ago. And um, you were freelancing, mm -hmm. I think at the time to, you know, just kind of doing things, just trying to spend as much time here as you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, I thought that was really, really awesome. Um, and it's developed into kind of a, a, a great career start. Thank you. And yeah. with, the, I mean, so far with the Nogales International, but as we know, any of the good journalists that start at the Nogales International get snatched up quickly. <laughs> um, but let's, well, so let, before we jump into the Nogales International, let's talk about your photography. Mm -hmm. Because you, you did a project along the river. Mm -hmm. And that's one, so I love to hike along the Santa Cruz River. It's one of my favorite places. Um, I don't know if you've been to the Guy, Tro Guy Tobin Trailhead in a while. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so um, I actually talked about this in my column once, but there, if you go down to the Guy Tobin head, Trailhead and head south, the Guy, Trobin, the Guy Tobin Trailhead mm -hmm. is in Rio Rico. Okay. It's next to the Rio Rico Library. Um, mm -hmm. If you head oh, south, yeah. the landscape has completely changed. Mm -hmm. And, it, and, and I, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but you're, you did a full photo book project yeah. uh, along the river. And what, what brought that? What made you decide to do that? Oh, I was so lucky. So um, when I was here for the internship, I got to meet um, a few really talented like artists and just community members. I met Jaxubeli Gonzalez, who's amazing. That was very cool. Amazing. She's so she's awesome. She's the best. Um, she's like the Beyonce of Nogales. She knows everyone. <laughs> she's amazing. And then I also met Elena Vega, who's an artist in Nogales. Sonora. Another Super incredible, talented. incredible person. And um, through Elena, I... I had to do a presentation for the BCA at the end of my internship and I mentioned my interview with her. I had done like an article on her and um, someone reached out to me and was like, hey, can you um, connect me with Elena? I want to uh, basically give her a grant to do a project about the river, to write poetry, I believe. And this woman, her mm -hmm. name's Nancy Valentine. She's in Two Back and 
I think I was just translating emails between her and Elena. So oh, that's wow. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Nancy, um, she's amazing too. She uh, is a big like supporter of the arts and she was like, oh, Angela, why don't you come and do a project on the river? And I was like, well, I'm not really an artist, artist, like I don't paint. <laughs> but hey, there are so many different kinds of art. That's very true. So she was like, why don't you do a photo essay? You like photography. And at first I was like, why would I do Like I'm not a nature photographer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I don't really know what I would talk about. And, but I really did want to come back. So I came back, I was still in college. I came for a week or so. And yeah, I was able to just interview people about their connections with the river, which is how I really found, yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is not just a photo essay. And um, I was very lucky for college. I had to do like a photo book and you had to self find it. So I was like, let me make there you it go. <laughs> And my professor at the time was just so excited that um, he was learning about the border. He was like freaking out over it. And that's cool. I was able to go into uh, like the Mascareñas area and then mm. the little town of Santa Cruz. And it was just so sweet and calm and um, was able to go to a ranch there and talk to one of the ranchers. I think his name is Cesar. And yeah, it was just really cool to get people's associations with the river. And it was a fun project. That's awesome. That Thank is so you. cool. Um, I remember I actually interviewed you about that before, right? Yes, yeah, that was really, that. really cool. Um, and then eventually you decided to apply for the Nogales International. You, you were applying for journalism jobs, right? Yeah, so it was kind of a roundabout way. Okay. I um, came here, I was freelancing for a bit, uh, and I came back to Philly because I had no, it was really hard to freelance and yeah. I'll be like so open. It was very hard to get a journalism job. Um, I was like going through interviews, not getting anything. Freelance work, as you know, it's just, yeah, it can be very unstable. A nightmare. It's sometimes. a hard time. Sometimes it's great though. Sometimes it's great. Yeah. yeah. And the, like the, one thing that I love about freelancing, if you don't know, I, I do, I freelance as a journalist as well for Futuro Media, although I haven't published with them for a long time. Um, and uh, freelancing can be amazing when there's content and your editors want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the freedom of, of working on stories at your own pace and level and things like that can be amazing. It can be yeah. exhilarating. Yeah. But it also can be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And you started looking and... Yeah, I started looking. I was back in Philly with my parents. I was super bummed out that I like didn't have a stable job. I was freelancing for the NPR station in Philly. So I was, you know, then the pandemic hit. So I was yeah. like, well, um, I was lined up for a fellowship in Guatemala and then that was canceled. So I was like, okay, I'm in Philly. But that was great. I love being with my family. So yeah, of course. It was course. actually really what I needed. Um, but yeah, I eventually got a job in Flagstaff for KNAU, um, the NPR affiliate there. So I just went for it and I moved there I think it was September 2020, so the pandemic was still in full swing, mm. and that was a really cool job. I mean, I had to wake up at 4 a.m. every day or 3.30 and get in and be the host for Morning Edition, um, and it was, it was challenging. It was a really cool job, but the pandemic made it very difficult. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, sure. so I was working alone and living alone. and We um, talked about that before, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh, had yeah. to have been difficult. It was cool. I mean, when the election was happening yeah. and I was live on the air, it was so fun um, and wild. <laughs> but I, as much as I really did like um, my job and Flagstaff's obviously very beautiful, 
and I can't wait to go back and visit. But yeah, I was sort of interested in looking for something where I could walk into a newsroom and be around people. And of course. Um, I definitely feel like I got that here. It's just, this is just a really special community. Yeah, and, and you came at the perfect time, I think. One, we needed a good journalist, a really, really good journalist. Uh, you are a good journalist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the community, yeah, the community needed you. And you've brought a lot to the community. You've brought a perspective that, from an outside perspective, which is always really refreshing to us. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also been a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, well, so before we get to the roller coaster or anything <laughs> like that, um, we're only going to touch on that. But um, let's talk about what you've brought to the community and what the community has given you. So reporting on this community, not not just as a freelancer, but now as a, mm -hmm. you know, as a journalist with the Nogales International, um, what have you learned? How has this changed your perspective? I mean, you've you've already you'd already built a lot of perspective before because you weren't new to the community, like you right. said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I I guess I want to say that when I saw the job opening and somebody people were telling me about it, I was like, I'm not gonna like. I just didn't think I was a good fit at first because I was like oh I've never been a professional newspaper reporter I had been working in radio and um, I did not think I was going to come back and do this but I did I did just apply and um, I think honestly talking to my talking to who is now my editor Jonathan Clark I was like oh wow like he really under like just knows a lot about the community and and I was like wow I really want to be in a newsroom that is in touch with the community and has its finger on the pulse. And I might be going off on a tangent, but I think um, right now there's a lot of uh, remote work happening. And I like I can't imagine working remotely in Nogales and emailing people like this is a community that's very face to face, talks on the phone. And I really, so that's what kind of drew me to come back. Like I just feel like that's how journalism, I don't know. It There's like a, when you're in a small community and you are like immersed in that community, sorry, what was the question? Again? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're actually answering perfect. I was talking about how the, how your perspective has changed and what basically yeah. what the community has given you. And okay. that was, that was really, really, really cool response. Yeah. It's yeah. When I was at, um, KNAU and it's a different type of job, but you're, uh, doing a lot of email. You're in a, you know, recording studio for most of the day and you're trying to get information and get it out onto a script and then get it out to the public. But being here, it's kind of forced me back out of my comfort zone where I have to just... Um, you gotta be out and about. Yeah, I have to be out and about. And yeah, I think like a lot of people come here for, um, you know, a few days, you know, when the New York Times is a story here, they come yeah. here for a few days and I'm not trying to like bash that or anything. No, of but course, but we we everybody anybody who grew up here understands that that we are this community where people come for a story and then very often they just leave. Mm -hmm. So so we get what you're saying, like without bashing what they're doing because it's great that they're bringing this attention to the community. But as soon as that attention goes, it's yeah, they're gone and the attention's gone and and the community goes back to where it was. Yeah. So continue with what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, and I think, like, when you get to be immersed in this community, you see all, so much more nuance, and I'm not, like, an, like, I have so much more to learn, like, I don't, 
than we are. Most days I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what's going on in Nogales. Like, I feel like I have no idea. And Neither. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. It's like, it's like right. the more, yeah. you, what's the saying? Like, the more you know, like, the less you know. The yeah. less you know. Yeah, yeah. Something, something along those lines. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Like that. yeah, or, yeah, the more you know, the less you know, or something. And I think I want to add that, like, when I first um, started doing journalism in college or when I got out, like, I wanted to be like this person who every story was like this big story and like um, you know maybe there's like it's really important to be able to cover everything like even the the spelling bee like things that are like okay this isn't going to be a New York Times epic but it's story. important to the community it is and then you make connections and it's also good I think it's also good for your mental health when you're able to cover community events as yeah. well as you know really you know the dark things the dark things or when you're getting harassed by city personnel oh, <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway so it's not always great but um i think that was a really good way to put it that there is positive uh, some really really truly positive experiences mm -hmm. that come from reporting on these, you know, um, things that might, like you said, might not be New York Times headlines, but yeah. but they and to balance out some of the the, the negative that comes with, that, with any journalism, any journalism at all. There's always bad things to report on. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a really really cool way to put it. Thank you. Yeah. And one thing I really love is just like people's enthusiasm. Like um, a few weeks ago, the Buffalo Soldiers event yeah. happened. That was really cool. But there was just a family I happened to talk to, and I was like just asking them how they liked the event, and they had a lot of great stuff to say about how they want to see more events that um, emphasize the culture of Nogales. Yeah. But then they make me, made me take a selfie with them, and that like <laughs> made my day that they were so like just excited. How cool! Yeah, and it was just it was wholesome. <laughs> That's very very cool. Yes, those those wholesome experiences mean so much, huh? Yeah. All right, so back to music. Okay, so we've talked about journalism, the importance of local journalism and the impact that that has on the community. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you mentioned, we talked about your project, Paradise Music, you know, and how mm -hmm. you've been at the Nogaleria. Um, what, how has, what is that project, what came, how did that come about? Mm -hmm. Where do you have more plans for to do with that project? Mm -hmm. And what, just throw yeah. it all out there. Yeah, so uh, that really started during the pandemic. Um, I mentioned my, like, Omar Soto, who also goes by Andres Omar Soto, but, mm -hmm. He um, sort of reached out to me. I think I had just sent him some clips that I was working on, and he reached out and asked if I wanted to do an acoustic project with him. And Omar is like a really talented producer, and um, he studied it, and he's a really talented everything. So I was really honored. And um, because of that, he started to send me, and then I moved to Flagstaff. He started, he was here. So it was really weird. He was sending me. Um, his songs, I was learning the vocals, recording them for him. And it was really weird because it was remote with the pandemic yeah. and we were five hours apart. And then we got to actually record it over here at the underground recording studio. Very cool. Like after we were all vaxxed and everything, I paid a visit to uh, Nogales um, in 2021 and we recorded it all there. And it was a challenge because most of the songs are in Spanish. 
I wrote one song and then we wrote one song together, but most of the songs were written by Omar, who's been writing for a while, which has been really inspiring for me um, to like see how he works. But yeah, that was challenging because um, I, I can't roll my R's very well. So, like it's so embarrassing. And everyone here is like, why can't you just do it? Do it with me. And I'm like, I can't. But anyway, um, yeah, so we are working on releasing another single soon. Um, okay. He's now in TJ, so it has been a little... We're using that distance again, but still trying yeah. to put stuff together. And, That's yeah. one of the great things about modern technology, though, is that as, is. as difficult and challenging as it may be, it's still possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is so cool. And it's so more possible in a way that wasn't possible before. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I am going to ask a question that I know the audience is going to want to know. So when is the collaboration going to happen? <laughs> Come on. It should be this year. This yeah, year. it's got to happen, right? It's got to happen. I mean, you two are literally sitting here right next to each other. It has to happen. And you know, she's amazing in Spanish. I'll probably write something in Spanish. Oh, that would be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would yeah. be very cool. You have, so did you speak Spanish before you well, came here? or? I studied it in okay. uh, high school. And okay. I think yeah, but everybody studied it in yeah. high school. Yeah, that's what says. <laughs> um, and then when I went to Cuba, like I was studying it in college, when I went to Cuba, I practiced it there. Some real immersion there. Huh? It was yeah. some real immersion. Uh, they talk beautiful Spanish very fast. Yeah. And especially when I was interviewing, there was this wonderful muralist I interviewed who um, was actually I interviewed two, and they were both from Camagüey, which is, mm -hmm. so it's like different accents, all of that. But yeah, then I came to Nogales in 2017, and that was when I really felt like I was like trying to step it up. And I actually reached out to a friend in Cuba. Um, we were able to start contacting each other when he got better uh, internet access. And he was like, oh my gosh, your Spanish sounds so Mexican now. <laughs> <laughs> he started being like, way, now he makes fun of me. But he's like, he sounds like, yeah, it was. That's very cool. I mean, the best way to do it is to be immersed in it. Definitely. And it sounds like, I mean, I've listened to you sing in Spanish. Speaking of emotion coming out, in your music, you know, like just like Nefties, I have never seen you perform, unfortunately, yet, but I've heard your music, and there is emotion in the words. Thank you. you absolutely, emotion comes through every word. Thank you. Um, we are going to wrap up pretty soon, but there is something that I wanted to tell both of you, and I'm actually going to get a little bit emotional when I say this because um, I think, as you both probably know, I had a really hard time during the pandemic, and I stopped being involved in the community. But I've seen what both of you have done for the community during all of this time, and it has been an incredible inspiration for me. It inspired me to get back into the show again, um, to be involved again, and I want to thank both of you for that. Oh, that's amazing. So that's meaningful. Thank you. Guys. And you know, even that what you said about your mambun yeah. tying to your roots, yeah. you know that. Yeah. That's what I like to see in people. Just get in touch with who you are. And, you know, acknowledge your, your past, your ancestors, all of that for me is really important. So, yeah. And like you talked about emotion coming out in our music. Like, I feel like emotion comes out in your writing a lot. When, when I get to read your mm -hmm. column, it's Thank like... Thank you for, for, you know, the information in my writing. I was fishing for that. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, but I really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, we didn't even mention my column. And I'm glad that you, that yeah. you read it. <laughs> I, do, I, I do really love writing that. Uh, thank you both so much you. For, yes. for the inspiration you provided me, for the inspiration that you provide young artists in our community, and not just young artists, but artists of all ages in our community, and for being here on the show with us tonight. Happy Valentine's Day to you both. Thank you. <laughs>
All right, happy Valentine's Day to you guys. Um, also, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe, to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Wheel of Nogales. Go to the Wheel of Santa Cruz. Are you guys part of the Wheel of Santa Cruz County? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay, good. good. You better be. <laughs> Go to the Wheel of Santa Cruz County and join that group. Uh, there's always event updates. There's so much that is shared within that group. It's a really, really cool place. Um, and we'll, again, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Gracias. We love Nogales. Sí. <laughs> sí, somos. <laughs>